Uh, hello, it's Jules Holland here. Is Andy Clark there, please? I certainly am, sir. You are the, the Jules Holland. Ah, excellent. And you are the Andy Clark. <laughs> communicated marvellous. So, Jules, you're you're doing a tour at the moment, a UK tour, and you're going to be in Cheltenham on the 10th of November. What, what's the tour all about with your Rhythm and Blues Orchestra? Uh, well, um, yes, the tour is all about... Uh, there's Ask the Rhythm and Blues Orchestra. There's, of course, Ruby Turner, who's the greatest sort of blues and gospel singer living on earth um rico rodriguez on the trombone of course the great cigar legend uh gilson is on the drums who used to be in screws with me and also um uh, on this occasion we've got roland gift oh fine young cannibals yeah the man with the fine young cannibals and as coincidence had it of course their big record good thing i um i played the piano on that so oh. it's nice to sort of reenact that moment on stage fantastic you've got a new album coming out as well being released in december the golden age of song and you've got some fantastic guests on that jesse J, tom jones james morrison people like that paul weller even yes i tell you one of the great things about music is it doesn't matter how long you look at it or how long you keep sort of um uh engaging in it there's always something new to discover that's uh, the great thing on this particular record um we decided to take things from what you would call the golden age of song which of course um is a, a big period going back to i suppose the 1920s is the yeah. earliest one and the latest one is from the 1970s but there was there were, there were it was wonderful to learn or start to get inside songs that i hadn't really sort of heard before rumor did accentuate the positive uh, but i'd sort of know you know there were songs that you sort of thought you knew but i didn't really know that that well and it was it's just been great getting to know the songs and hearing sort of modern voices seeing some of the the, the sort of um old songs um, um and and a, a lot of modern artists of course always that that you know anybody who has an interest in music will have an old song Oh yeah, they like. And then the great thing is it, it reinvents it and it no longer is an old song and it becomes new because, you know, it, as soon as somebody makes a piece of music and you hear it, then it's brand new. I was watching your Radio 2 Webbery, as you called it, um, with a demo of a Boogie Woogie or 8 to the Bar. How do you talk and play? I can't do that. I play the piano as well, but I can't talk. I can do a little bit of singing, but I, can't, I just cannot talk and play. Is that a problem for you or not? No, I think it's... I tell you, I think it's... Uh, it is... Uh, I'm not quite sure. I think you have to sort of... It's a bit like playing boogie-woogie piano, actually, or any sort sort of piano where you use both hands. You have to forget. <laughs> uh, you have to start one going, and then, and then, give it, then it has to have a mind of its own. One, one hand's got one mind, and one's got another. Yeah, I can relate to that totally. I remember watching Liberace as a kid, and he did 16 to the bar. That's something I would imagine you'd do with ease, but uh, I just can't get my head around that. That's too I've fast seen, for me. I've seen that footage. It sounded great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is good from the sort of 70s your radio show or experiences as you refer to it i know you're really keen to introduce new talent and new musicians how did you make it without the media support back in those days i mean it's the x factor and things like that are just common knowledge but how did you make it well i suppose other um, than talent of course <laughs> well thank you, yes. <laughs> thank you uh, i suppose there's there's always really been musicians that have been um have managed to some have been fortunate enough to be a success yeah. and i suppose the real thing for me was i mean it's a long story but you know it, when squeeze started there were things like top of the pops there were things like um actually mtv hadn't really quite started then there were the, the radio was much more important than it is now and people bought lots of records it was in the psyche to for people to buy you know i think when 
Call for Cats was uh, oh, in yeah. the charts. It was selling, it sold like sort of half a million copies. It Tiny. only got to number two. Whereas nowadays, to get to number one, you have to sell sort of 20,000 copies or something. It's The things have changed a lot, you know, in, in the way people buy and receive records and everything. But I think the overall thing was, I suppose, by being on the television, by being on the on TV shows, and, and by touring a lot, I suppose, playing to people, and I think that's the real key to it, is to, is to be able to deliver that thing of, of, of that moment of joy when, when, you, when you're uh, playing live, and bringing an atmosphere of, of joy to people, I suppose. And I think that, that is the word of mouth. People then sort of say, oh, that was, that was you know, um, that was a good thing. Let's go and see that again. What, what do you think of the X Factor? Is it something you, you approve of or admire or do you just detest it? Well, no, I don't sort of... Uh, I don't sort of... Uh, well, I mean, I suppose I approve of it, really, because I think anything that gives somebody a, a break... I mean, I think the trouble is there's not enough... There's not enough television programmes. I mean, on my television programme, there's, there's, that's one, but we could do... With, there's enough artists and enough music to feel like television program every night so the more programs there are the better but i suppose that the focus of the x factor is much more about uh it's more about a competition than it is about the music and it's more about what maybe somebody's going to burst into tears or whatever you know (laughs) and the entertainment factor Um, and that's slightly it's entertainment and there's nothing wrong with that and that's and, and 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 i think it also gives some people a break so that's great but it's um a slightly different thing to um wanting to, to, to having music because you're taking the music more the music itself being important so you were talking about your tv show later with jules holland i mean that's now in its 41st series well it? i tell you what unbelievably it's 20 years of it that's unbe- amazingly this series is about the 20th year of it yeah it is isn't it? and in fact in four days time on the 5th of november it will be uh 25 years to no, sorry, it'll be 30 years to the day that the Tube first broadcast oh, live used to watch on that television, as a kid. which, for those of you that weren't old enough to remember, it was a live show that I used to do with Paul Yates. Oh, yeah, I remember it very of, well. Um, set the set the low standard of, of, of shoddy television presentation. <laughs> Not at all. No, I mean it, to be honest, it was it was a, it was a, there was a massive cult following. I remember watching it and watching you on there when I was a kid. And that was great. I think it was a fantastic show. I think one of the things it did do it introduced for the first time to the television in lots of ways um spontaneous uh you know genuine genuinely improvised sort of tv and some of it wasn't very good and some of it was and some of it was right on the edge and some of it was great but it was it was different it was the first time anybody that the lunatics had allowed to be in <laughs> charge of the asylum i think didn't that um, first air frankie goes to hollywood and um, relax yeah was that- a lot of frankie goes to hollywood were on it there was a lot of um a lot of people got their first sort of uh things on it it was it was their first breaks on it it was yeah. it was great actually you know and we had lots of amazing people on um i think paul well the jam did their last show together that was the the, the, the jam's last performance was, was on the first show i think so there was lots of great stuff you know tina turner's sort of big comeback where she had you know um all those records where she came where she sort of returned after being in with um um like and Tina Turner sort of thing that that was all at that time so there was loads of great stuff on it uh, and also it was it did uh, I was in Germany doing some shows and a very nice man from the record company said ah oh, Jules you're very spontanic I thought that's a rather good word <laughs> the, German, the German word for spontaneous and sort of uh, 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 and improvised and I think that that's what that would have been a good word for the tube spontanic yeah, really, really. and I went recently 
to have uh, I was in Newcastle and I went past and it's all all the buildings and everything are flattened all gone everything's gone rather sad oh that is sad they, so I mean y- you were a household name back then but I think you're even more so now you know from from before then how, how do you feel about that well uh it's nice to, I, I like being a household name but I like being sort of um sort of a soap brand or a <laughs> type of hoover or something <laughs> Yes. Or a nice radio you'd have in the corner. The Jules so, Holland. I, I, I <laughs> the, yes, the Holland model, which we have in that, the home. <laughs> well, I, I think it's, it's I suppose, um, by staying on, it's, it's, by carrying on doing the thing you do, it's, and, um, and, and never really reinventing yourself, just by carrying on. Um, I think maybe that's been what I've done, and, you know, people can like what I've done or dislike it, but that's me. That's what I've done. So um, there we are. Um, and and, it, and of course, it's 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 not it's good to be. Um, uh, it, it's nice if people know you and like what you do. And if they don't like what you do, of course, they don't have to watch it or come and see it. But um, it's uh, me. I'm very fortunate because I've I've had the best job in the world. Really, you know, I really have because I've played with people that I've really loved and I've played the music I've really loved. So. Um, I can't complain at all. I see that Glenn Tilbrook and, and Chris Difford are taking Squeeze back on the road in November, December for this pop-up shop tour. Is there going to be any special guest appearances from a uh, pianist, do you think? Or well, no? I don't think so, because, in fact, I spoke to them the other day, but, of course, myself and Gilson, the drummer, we loved being Squeeze and everything, but that was um, a while ago, and, and really the big band takes up so much of our time that they're really, it's very hard to fit sort of anything else in, really. And um, and we've sort of been there and enjoyed that. So it's uh, it's important to sort of, you know, there's enough of our own things to keep us sort of busy. I see that he referred to you as Julian as well on a on a podcast I was watching the other day. Does anybody else call you that ever? Oh, yes, quite often actually. In the cafe around the corner where they've known me since I was um, two, uh, when <laughs> I used to have my breakfast there, um, they do because that's what I was called. And in fact, it was Glenn Tilbrook that abbreviated me to Jules. Was it really? Julian. So some people still do, yeah, which I'm so perfectly happy with. Fantastic. So, I mean, you were saying about when you were uh, you were young around there, so I know you played, you've played by ear fluently since you were around eight. My mum always tried to stop me playing, my music teacher said, no, don't do that, it's a gift. Have you ever had piano lessons? And did your family support you with that sort of thing, or did you um, just do it? Well, y- yes. I'd, I got, once they could see that I could sort of play by ear, which you're right, it's a gift, you know, and you, mm. they could, I was sent off to... Um, uh, the, the local piano teacher, but that I just couldn't really get my head around because I could play the sort of boogie woogie piano, and it yep. was amazing to discover that and and, and that sort of music and, the, and 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 rock and roll and all that. I thought this is great to be able to play this, and, and I wanted to find out more and just play more of that. But when I got sent to the piano lessons, of course, they play. It's boring, um, isn't it? They, 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 <laughs> could you play the dance of the pixies and these sort of very rather. <laughs> Um, sort of babyish tunes, really, yeah, exactly. uh, which were perfectly all right, but they weren't getting me going. And I thought, well, I don't want to do this. And I think I sort of unconsciously maybe made a decision then, really, only to play the music you love, because I think that's the only music you you know you you, you can play with conviction. If, it's, if you don't love it, you can't make it sound right, and it's hard to learn it. I've um, been very fortunate. That's really why I've been incredibly fortunate as in my musical career is that i've just played the music i've loved um and uh and you know when i was young people said did you work hard you must have stayed in practicing when everybody else was having a nice time playing in the street well it wasn't really i just because i was trying i was playing what i loved i was trying to figure out what the music i loved so i've been very fortunate in that because some people don't have to play music they don't particularly like
I got a Yamaha Clavinova because I haven't got the space. Do you use any electric stuff or is it all acoustic pianos? Uh, yeah, and no, I have a, a, a I have one of those pianos as well. They're great, you know. They're um, I use uh, we use um, uh, uh, yeah, we use them a lot. We, we, I have all sorts of pianos, and the, and, the, and the, the, the the digital ones are great because you can plug them in, and and uh, and and they those those particular ones you're talking about have a you know they're weighted keys. You can yeah. plug a headphone in, so you don't sort of bother the neighbours. <laughs> Although the truth of it is, I always would would have would have bothered the neighbours because <laughs> it's not the piano that disturbs them; it's my beating foot. foot. As soon that's as I start it. to play, my foot starts to bang. Oh, I can relate time, to that. And that's uh, that's uh, there's no getting around that. So what so, you need actually is a concrete floor, a <laughs> <laughs> box. Absolutely. So I mean, I mean, lastly, then, if you weren't entertaining and performing and playing, what would you be doing? What's your next love or enjoyment? Um, good question. If I wasn't, what would I be doing? I'd probably be, it would, if I wasn't able to do that, I think, goodness knows what my life would have been. Probably a disaster. <laughs> um, so, um, I, I dread to think, um, I would, what would I have been doing? I would have been in a room crying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got to say, it's been absolutely fantastic. You've, you, and I'm not just saying this. You have been a, a real um, inspiration to me over the years with with your playing and stuff like that. I love your style; it's fantastic. Well, um, thanks very much. Very, very nice to talk to you, Andy. No, thank you. Absolutely fantastic. I really appreciate that. Good luck on the tour. I'll be coming thanks to listen. Andy. Thanks, Jules. Bye. Bye.